All right, welcome back to episode three of season two of Ellipsis with me, Ravneet Bawa. Well, I'm already 12 hours late for pushing this out on Tuesday and I'm still recording this clearly. So um, I've done the next best thing. I have gone ahead and edited uh, the schedule of posting to Wednesday and Saturdays instead of Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, bear with me for the change. Uh, what I have for you today, though, is a treat of a poem by um, a controversial poet, uh, one that I read uh, from in season one as well. This is Charles Bukowski. And uh, the poem I'm reading today is titled Dollar, 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 Dollar. Well, that is what the poem is titled. If you, I'm reading from a book and um, I will uh, link it back once I've gone through the poem. The title of the poem is indeed Six Dollar Signs. So diving right into the poem now. I've always had trouble with money. This one place I worked, everybody ate hot dogs and potato chips in the company cafeteria for three days before each payday. I've always had trouble with money. This one place I worked, everybody ate hot dogs and potato chips in the company cafeteria for three days before each payday. I wanted steaks. I even went to see the manager of the cafeteria and demanded that he serve steaks. He refused. I'd forget payday. I had a high rate of absenteeism and payday would arrive and everybody would start talking about it. Payday, I'd say. Hell, is this payday? I forgot to pick up my last check. Stop the bullshit, man. No, no, I mean it. I'd jump up and go down to payroll and sure enough, there'd be a check and I'd come back and show it to them. Jesus Christ, I forgot all about it. For some reason, they'd get angry. Then the payroll clerk would come by, would come around. I'd have two checks. Jesus, I'd say, two checks. And they were angry. Some of them were working two jobs. The worst day, it was raining very hard. I didn't have a raincoat, so I put on a very old coat I hadn't worn for months. And I walked in a little late while they were working. I looked in the coat for some cigarettes and found a $5 bill in the side pocket. I looked in the coat for some cigarettes and found a $5 bill in the side pocket. Hey, look, I said, I just found a $5 bill I didn't know I had. That's funny. Hey, man, knock it off. Hey, man, knock off the shit. No, no, I'm serious, really. I remember wearing this coat when I got drunk at the bars. I have been rolled too often. I've got this fear. I take money out of my wallet and hide it all over me. Sit down and get to work. I reached into an inside pocket. Hey, look, there's a 20. God, here's a 20 I never knew I had. I'm rich. You not funny son of a bitch. Hey, my God, here's another 20. Too much. Too, too much. I knew I didn't spend all that money that night. I thought I'd been rolled again. I kept searching the coat. Hey, here's a 10 and here's a 5. My God. Listen, I'm telling you to sit down and shut up. 
my god i am rich i don't even need this job man sit down i found another 10 after i sat down but i did not say anything i could feel waves of hatred and i was confused they believed i had plotted the whole thing just to make them feel bad i didn't want to people who live on hot dogs and potato chips for 3 days before payday feel bad enough people who live on hot dogs and potato chips for 3 days before payday feel bad enough i sat down leaned forward and began to go to work outside it continued to rain that was a poem titled 6 dollar signs it's actually 6 dollar signs by charles bukowski i was reading from a collection of his poems that i possess in book form it the book is titled love is a dog from hell it's collected poems from the years between let me get this right i think 1973 to 1970 1974 to 1977 So even the poem we read uh, last time around, which is actually a fairly popular poem by Charles Bukowski, it was uh, titled, I think, uh, "So You Want to Be a Writer," and uh, it talks about when you should write and makes the case that unless it is so compelling that you die without getting those words out of you, do not write. And uh, that that's perhaps the most pithy and uh, the unreal summary of that poem because the poem is full of uh, these beautiful concrete uh, imagery and examples so um, i will uh, add a link to the previous uh, episode uh, in my show notes as well so you can go and check out that poem if you'd like to but uh, talking about this poem um it's not possible to understand this poem it's possible to enjoy it but i think it's not possible to understand it without uh, knowing a little bit about uh, charles bukowski the poet um charles bukowski led a largely vagabond uh, life and uh, during the time that he lived he wasn't uh, very popular and he sort of got by on or jobs uh, on the fringes uh, while writing prose and poetry through the years which was initially published in um, underground uh, local newspapers and a lot of the claim that he received has in fact come after he passed on of leukemia at the age of uh, 73 or 4 roundabouts so um, to understand bukowski you have to hear uh, some of these quotes from uh, a couple of other poets so the quotes i'm reading about charles bukowski are from his profile on the poetry foundation uh, website and again i'll add a link uh, to the profile in the show notes as well so the couple of quotes that i wanted to that really um uh, brought uh, charles bukowski a life for me over these two right so the first one is without trying to make himself look good much less heroic 
Bukowski writes with a nothing to lose truthfulness which sets him apart from most other autobiographical novelists and poets. This is a quote from Stephen Kessler in the San Francisco Review of Books. And the quote continues, it says, firmly in the American tradition of the maverick, Bukowski writes with no apologies from the frayed edge of society. So that was one. And let me read another one, which <clears throat> Yeah, this one. This is Jay Doherty in Contemporary Novelists, writing about Bukowski. Published by small underground presses and ephemeral mimeographed little magazines, Bukowski has gained popularity in a sense through word of mouth. The main character in his poems and short stories, which are largely autobiographical, is usually a down-and-out writer, Henry Chinaski, who spends his time working at marginal jobs and getting fired from them, getting drunk and making love with a succession of bimbos and floozies. Otherwise, he hangs out with fellow losers, whores, pimps, alcoholics, drifters. Okay, the second half of the quote uh, was, should be attributed to Chioti. Chioti. I never know how to pronounce these names. Okay, so the important thing is that uh, uh, what, what he said here about the main character in his poems and short stories, which are largely autobiographical, is usually a down-and-out writer who spends his time working in marginal jobs, getting drunk, and making love with a succession of bimbos and floozies. This poem particularly, I think, speaks uh, to exactly this character. And uh, the, the compelling thing about Charles Bukowski's poetry for me is that so many of his poems make me so uncomfortable, even as I read them, because he has... Uh, these graphic depictions of uh, violent uh, lovemaking and in many cases uh, openly uh, sexist uh, remarks that he is making. And uh, the very first time if you read him without any of the background information about Bukowski, it is several, several people get repelled by the poetry. But the more I've read uh, accounts of uh, people describing him and people describing how his poetry came about and the more of his content that I've consumed, there are such flashes of brilliance and raw, earnest energy in between. Even observation, even self-deprecation, that you realize that... Um, this poet was conflicted for a large part of his life about who he was, how he lived, what he saw, and what he wrote. And uh, the only way possibly that he knew how to reconcile with all of it was to be brutally honest and unpretentious about his poetry. And that to me, I think um, that that sense has really made me warm up towards Bukowski's poetry. And I've 
then had a chance to go back and reread it and enjoy it in a way that perhaps my first reading of his uh, books and poems never really uh, allowed me to in this poem too um you get the sense that like you you obviously it's a playful poem and uh, definitely less uh, violent graphic than some of the other works uh, of his um, but uh, in most of these poems right that you you're basically looking at this entire description where you're empathizing with the uh, subject with the person that uh, he's talking to and uh, not as much with the narrator in fact there are very active feelings of hatred towards the narrator at so many points uh, in time and this is a common theme through his poems and yet at the very end as you begin to recognize the truth of what he's saying it is almost impossible to not come away feeling shamed both if you have been pretentious um and also when you have been at the receiving end of pretentiousness and this reversal of emotion that you go through as you read his poems is something which i think is an element both of mastery of craft as well as of choosing to be brave and uh, for all of the misery that bukowski claims in so many of his poems that he's going through and i doubt it not one bit that he went through all of that you know at the end of it that you're envious not for the life he's lived but for the unique experiences and voice that that life has lent him which makes him the writer that he is thank you for listening and i will see you hopefully on saturday with uh, yet another poem a wicked one uh, one i can't wait to read i sent it out to some of my friends in the poetry circle and uh, nobody can escape a chuckle um at how at the imagery in the poem as well as just just how the poem ends with with such a deep thought uh all right i'm already giving away too much uh, about the next episode uh, the poem's short so probably the next episode might not be as long but uh, we'll get to it on saturday so see you again and a quick reminder that Uh, i'm not actively posting a lot of these uh, poems on social media so if you've been listening to uh, ellipsis and you'd like to continue listening to these episodes please subscribe uh, to the stream in spotify thank you mm-hmm.